Verbal Tap, episode 12. Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. With me tonight, as always, Raf Esparza. Raf, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing tonight, man? Doing great. We're shooting this on a Monday night, uh, roughly at 11.34 p.m., so we're both being troopers about our schedule. Well, I'm being a trooper. It's just your evening. It is true. It is true. You, you are being more of a trooper, but I'm sacrificing food. True, which we always appreciate. Big things going on here at Verbal Tap. We are, uh, just for new listeners, working on building a new and improved website. uh, Working on making Raph funnier. But most of all, working on making the show better for you all listening. And you're going to hear some changes, some additions that we got via Twitter. Including Days of Ardena, a new segment we are starting tonight. So thank you all for hitting us at Verbal Tapcast, tweeting back and forth with Raph during the fight. You were a Twitter monster during the event. No kidding. I think I tweeted about 150 things. My, Because I still get the feed. Both of us are linked to the Verbal Tapcast. I just kept getting notification after notification, and I didn't <laughs> have really good service, so I was getting like 30 <laughs> at a time. It was like, jeez. Yeah. Uh, you you can't stop the people when uh, when there's a fight and you're not at a bar and you're not around other people. This is why I love Twitter. You can just celebrate the fights and, and talk shit or make jokes on Twitter. It's the best part of the invention. Otherwise, Twitter is absolute shit. Agreed. It's like watching it with all uh, with a ton of friends mm-hmm. that you are just meeting. It's a cool shared experience. And I've actually um, I've got a really good story as to why Twitter became so important to me when we get to the fights later on. Okay. Yeah, and we uh, obviously are going to talk about it, but again, for those of you new listening, Raph and I are going to run down a list of topics. We're going to mock them. We're going to talk about them. Occasionally, we'll get a little serious about our analysis. We are both semi-amateur diet MMA practitioners. Um, <laughs> diet? We do it two to five times a week to stay in shape, mostly. I feel like that's an accurate... I mean, no one's cutting weight over here. <laughs> it's just... Uh, we're uh, also entertainers in our given communities, and here we are. <laughs> well, one of us is an entertainer. The other one's Kevin. Yes. Uh, I, uh, is entertainer is such a weird thing because it sounds like stripper. Like you, I, I would never <laughs> say entertainer. I guess I would say more comedian slash storyteller because entertainer <laughs> makes it sound like I exchange my body for money, which I'm not below so, or above. So <laughs> for those of you listening, all right. <laughs> We are going to talk some tough review. We're going to talk UFC 157. We're going to talk Days of Ardena. We're going to talk about the co-main event podcast, Silence. Ooh. We're going to make some shout-outs, and uh, we're going to let people get back to sleep if they happen to be listening to this tomorrow at 1137 or <laughs> late in the evening. All right, but before we get to all that, this day in MMA history. Ooh, Raph, what do happened? Who, do you know who Mike Rousseau is? Yes, I do. He is a famed uh, Chicago fighter who was on the last uh, UFC card, right? Nice. You get a golf clap Thank for that you. one. Thank you. Well, little known fact, he got a no contest decision against Ed Meyer at the Combat Do Fighting Challenge in McKeon, Illinois <laughs> on February 25th of 2006. So Wow. Yeah, and and that was the best one you could find for today. That was pretty much it. I got to tell you, it was difficult. <laughs> we were and 
I'm not going to lie to you. The hardest part about hearing that is they just let uh, Russo go. I, well, that was I thought it was a nice little parable, actually. But it's the, <laughs> that's such a dick thing to do. He, Speaking of someone the UFC cut, <laughs> what is the? Oh no, the crowd likes it, Raph. I don't know. What to tell oh, you. oh, yep, yep. Can't deny the automatic electronic crowd that you push with that button. As long as we're both there. I just like that it's a no contest decision. So with that, it's time to move into what's fast becoming legend in the MMA world. It is Raph, true. your review that happens in one-ish minutes That's one of minute. the Ultimate Fighter. You, you make it easy for people that watch it to remember what happened, people that don't watch it to know what happened, and people that had jokes and forgot to write them down. You remind them what they were thinking, which I think or is... Or uh, have better things to do. Or had better, however you want to phrase it. I yeah. think that's what makes it special. I think that's where uh, people are really latching on. So, And you know, we, we actually have... Uh, we've gotten traction from some of the fighters. I guess uh, Bubba McDaniel listened to the last one and actually is really pissed we haven't done his episode, which we're about to do right now and review... But uh, he said he was uh, stomping his foot like Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds legit because he's, uh, it does. Know, he's kind of a tough-looking guy. I do and... feel bad that he hasn't gotten any more recent video games. But you <laughs> make do with what you got. He's been busy fighting. You know, I'd imagine those are kind of mutually exclusive. You're not big into I Xbox guess. if you're trying to become or an he, MMA fighter. He's just going to walk in one day while training and be like, Guys, have you heard of Super Nintendo? Shit. <laughs> They made Bond on 64. My weekend is packed. Wait, wait, wait. They put Mario in a cart? You shut the fuck up now. (laughs) Well, we could do this for hours, but we're probably going to get to what the fans want. It's true. And if you're all ready, I'll uh, I'll intro you up here. All right. And do me a favor. You time it this time, okay? Obviously, I'm going to be looking at the time. Sounds great. What the shit is warning. that? <laughs> That's the laser beam. That's what I say before the warning now. You have a laser beam warning before I do this? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's the noise they'd use to delete bowling scores. <laughs> I could do uh, a whip if you'd like, but that didn't sound Holy shit. appropriate. We've lost every person that was listening to the show. Well, at least right. they went down laughing. All right. Okay, now just be quiet. I'm going to intro this. I'm going to use the laser beam. Warning, this is a one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter, and here we go. Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, John Jones is bestie with Bubble McDaniel, and Chael Sonnen's team tastes lost for the first time. Anyone else notice the red, white, and blue slogan stripes they stole from G.I. Joe in the title? Oh, but don't worry, everyone. Team Sonnen has a very distinctive chance in this fight. Who's that on the phone? Oh my god, I love you, Ronda Rousey! What are the odds you would call me on the week of an insurmountable amount of media hype for your fight this Saturday at the Honda Center? Chael makes a top-secret promise to Kelvin and reminds him that the best way to keep a secret is to be filmed on television. If Kelvin wins, Ronda Rousey says she'll come back to beat him up at a later date. Thank you? Kelvin, I'm young as, like, shit, dog. I'm so fucking young. (laughs) Chael psychology at its best. To beat Jones, I must become his friend. And Chael admits, yeah, they're kind of afraid of Bubba. Bubba won me over by running five miles on his day off, but he won my heart by talking shit for absolutely no reason. 
but Luke Barrett is not impressed. I think that boy was probably awful for paying on someone with less experience than him, Governor. I mean, he's the man and all, but, you know, that's all cheap and stuff. And it's official. Garrett Smith is there just for comic relief. He doesn't even know the difference between charades and strip poker. Meanwhile, outside, <laughs> Bubba says, man, everyone's in there playing charades. Psh, they didn't even invite me. Bubba and the law? Not so good, apparently. Staring into a fire, Bubba relives the past. What a journey. Bubba went from a tough man competition to a tough man competition. That's progress. And according to the Talking Head segments, it's daughter versus grandma for reasons why I'm a fighter. And apparently, Kelvin really wants to win because he probably used up all of his vacation days. Chael, meanwhile, takes a knee and tells the kids to talk about his feelings and theirs and stops just short of telling the guys the names for his individual fists. Chael then cuts to a commercial by going full Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do? brother when you can no longer call your mother you gonna get smothered to the point where you can no longer recover i'm really bad at this and josh shaman has an excuse for everything so my fingers hurt my knees hurt uh no my bicep i mean my pupil i mean my elbow did i already say elbow conspiracy theories abound holy shit look who i found sifting through our chat trash it's mickey rourke and at the weigh-in, Chael seems a little too comfortable walking in on a stripper dance, almost as if he's been a member of the Tropic Down Under in Vegas. Round number one, after feeling each other out, Kelvin gets a judo-like throw that takes the fight to the ground. Lots of jiu-jitsu, lots of escapes, and lots of reversal. Bubba's jiu-jitsu game gives him an advantage, but he can't seem to find a way to put away Kelvin, and this fight's all over the place. Chael yells out the phrase, score so much on this show, you think he was yelling at a high school virgin at prom. End of round one. After a judo toss by Bubba that gets no traction in round two, the fight's back on the floor. Bubba eats a few more elbows, and while escaping to a better position, Bubba lands himself into a rear naked choke, and Kelvin finishes the deal. In the choke, Bubba's face looks like a balloon about to pop with a look that reads, Shit, I have to tap out. And Josh looks a little scared for the wear. We know Bubba's okay, though, from the rear naked choke after a vicious fuck echoes through the place. And Bubba's pretty pissed about the loss, so the camera zooms in on his nostrils? The look of shock on Adam Sella's face is like watching him learn old Yeller die. And sadly, for hating the law and losing to the bail bondsman, you might say that Bubba McDaniel fought the law and the law won. But guess who's got a play date with Ronda Rousey? Say goodbye to your arm, Kelvin. Next week on The Ultimate Fighter, Josh versus Thor, and some other stuff my DVR cut out, and I'm spent. Woo! Woohoo! Great work. Woo! Thank you. Woo! Uh- I have a little bit of bad news about the time. It was a minute ten, right? Ah, uh, a little higher. Just a, sk- a scotch higher. Uh, you it was were, a minute twenty, right? It was uh, less than four minutes. Okay, that's good. More than three minutes and 40 seconds, though. See, this is what happens when you use the metric system. It was roughly three times. How does that <laughs> You're using the metric system on mm-hmm. your on your recording device, yeah. Nope, I'm uh, pretty sure I'm right. You well, you know what? We'll we'll agree to disagree on this one. Fair enough. How's that? Okay, we'll have so a, a gentleman's disagreement. You <laughs> gentleman's disagreement. You've pointed out some really good things, and I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Now that we're four fights in, yes. Who's who's your lead for the wild card fight? Who who would you pick from this pack so far? <laughs> Oh, would it be the fact that our friend Bubba is listening to this right now? Would No, it has nothing to do with that. We actually think that he would be uh, one of the leading candidates for the wild card, if we were to pick right now. He fights Kelvin ten times. You think he wins eight of ten? I mean, just 
out of pure, just watching the fight. Like, I watched the fight, and genuinely, my reaction, I actually tweeted it. I was pissed I knew that Bubba had somehow lost. Yeah. Because I genuinely would have been shocked when that rear naked sunk in. Because it was just like, there's no way he's losing this fight. He's throwing him everywhere. Yeah. I I was, uh, I didn't know what to think of it because, like you, I knew the result because, let's face it, the social media doesn't really hide that sort of thing. Uh, I thought he had a good fight. I think everybody in there told him he was good. And I mean, you know it's bad when you have John Jones who says at the end, yeah, you're basically, you're my wild card. Yeah. And if he doesn't get wild card at the end, that's fucked up. There better be some shit that happens. Right. And that's the thing, like, uh, and Adam Sella, who also, eh, probably doesn't listen to the show, but, and we'll talk about his brief moment, who's clearly connected to Bubba. He was also, you know, he took the fight to uh, Uriah Faber. So I, I think those are the one, two. But you just have yeah. to say Bubba looks like the person that got caught. And Bubba, if you are listening to this one, you almost looked, I'm curious, It's I've said this to Raph before the show, two things popped out to me as reasons you lost. The first one, are you tired? Were you tired for some reason? Is it the cutting weight? I mean, for people that have fought, I've done some competitive jiu-jitsu, like there are times <laughs> external factors just kind of seep in and it's like, I don't know what the hell happened. It just wasn't wasn't my day. So we we're kind of curious via Twitter if there was uh, you know you just didn't quite look like the uh, you had that fire that you normally do, and the other one is you know just don't be too safe throw some bows get some uh, stuff going just uh, get a little wild in there and Bubba um, don't you agree how great it is that Kevin can say things like as a regional jujitsu practitioner. I don't know if you know this. Rob, At competition, But I may or may not have won the silver gi white belt division of the Northern Ooh. Virginia tournament six months ago. So Wow. Wow. I, I think that that stands some ground. So I'm just saying. All right. Uh, I think champion. <laughs> the hardest thing I think to watch in that fight was, was, yeah, you're wondering, you know, what did go wrong? To me, it looked like... Uh, Bubba was leaning a, a wrong way. It almost looked like he was trying to post for a second and Calvin just jumped on it. Like it was a bad position to begin with. And I think on, if you're making the comparison of five times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, I think he's okay in that position and, and able to roll out of it or get back to a offensive position. But I think in that day, it just, it was bad. It was just right and in straight into that rear naked choke. So I don't know. You tell us Bubba, what the fuck do we know? <laughs> We're curious. Um, but we do know one thing. Adam Sella is invested in the results of these fights. He really is. And, okay, uh, so Adam Sella, I guess uh, for fun, I couldn't stop laughing at that look on his face when Bubba lost. And I, I tweeted it out, and it made its way to him, maybe in part because I, I tagged him in it, but... Uh, he sent out a tweet back that was just like, oh man, of all the looks, you get that one. And I was like, but that's the one that was hysterical, dude. Yeah, we're not going to pick the one where your eyes are popping in HD and almost always match your shirt. Like, that's not a, that's not <laughs> so, a funny image. <laughs> yeah, easy. I mean, we're not going to get you know, Twitter part... traction with that. And then part of me wanted to be like, dude, you're a fighter on a television show. Don't go anywhere near the internet. It's not a friendly place. People don't post wonderful pictures of you. 
Uh, but he was such a good sport about it, and we kind of threw out the idea that somebody should uh, meme that, and whoever has the best caption, he's willing to pick it out. So if you guys want to tweet out your best caption for what I call the Adam Sella old yeller look, uh, you can hashtag Adam Sella's face on Twitter with your best comment on that photo. He'll pick it himself, and we'll announce the winner on the next uh, Verbal Tap podcast. I called it interior crying. <laughs> It's that look men have when it's like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. And, you know, you can hear Bubba being emotional, which is even some things are too sacred to mock. Um, I don't know if this is one of them, but you do kind of watch it. You you just feel it's like I liked seeing how much he cared. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, it's a funny image. We just want to have a goof with it. Adam's been nothing but a good guy. In fact, he tweeted this morning he's like i'm all for it let's do it so let's ha- have some fun with it and uh he'll be a good sport and we'll pick a funny one so you guys i mean we're fucking amateurs apparently at making jokes so why don't you guys do the heavy lifting for once 50 50 though just to be clear i was talking about bubba's reaction not oh no Sons. no i, I think adam's sail on because it was just if only you have to wonder how the show's being produced while you're on it i'm sure that yeah. is a factor but yeah they're definitely getting shots at like your worst time <laughs> Yeah. And it was a huge close up. Like it was the yeah. entire shot for like three or four <laughs> seconds. And it was You know just... it's bad if they leave that shot on there for more than a minute. <laughs> yeah, there is much tough uh, FX is as much as to blame as we are. Yeah. All right, we have got to get going. Our next topic, UFC one fifty seven. Boy, Woo! we've got some uh unannouncements from the last podcast. Yep. Raph didn't get to go. Nope. And I didn't even get to watch. <laughs> so <laughs> so awesome. everybody wins. Yeah. Uh, and I, I honestly, I'm not going to want to bum somebody out. It was not my fault. So I'll start with that, as I'm sure most of you will give me shit for. But uh, I was supposed to go. Things changed. Uh, you know, I was kind of bothered by it. But I actually had my girlfriend's mom in town. So I was already like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to try and make plans to go see it. And my girlfriend's like, no, my mom and I will watch the fights with you. Now, her mom has never watched one of these fights ever with me in the entire time we've been together. So that's definitely the conversation that's like, oh, you like this? Yeah. Oh, is this what you watch? And you go, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's great. It's a good sport. And I started walking her through it, and she actually had a couple tweets that then people started retweeting by the end of the night. And she had fans by the end of the evening on <laughs> But it was a weird experience. So some of the review may be tainted by uh, that perspective of supposed to go, still watched it, but it was a weird way of watching it. Yeah, and I'm just upset that your girlfriend's mother made more of a contribution to the fight than I did. So, As she often does. <laughs> Every time. Okay, Every I, I'm going to ask you, though, because I did see some highlights. Okay. Um, ESPN was interested in the fights because of obviously the demarcation of women fighting, and there was a little yeah, bit more. Say. Just they they didn't hide the um, the highlights, and I actually think it probably gained them a ton of fans. Yeah, I, I think, think we're one hundred percent right about that. Yeah, I think Dana was so tired this week from doing so much media about this fight. No shit, God, they promoted. <laughs> Either way, I did see most of what I can only imagine. I mean, I saw like three minutes of highlights. And it was only a four minute and forty nine minute four yeah. minute forty nine second fight. Ronda Rousey versus Liz Carmonche. What happened? 
How's it start? How uh, does uh, Carmunch <laughs> get on her back? It was crazy. Uh, she And it was really early in the fight, within a minute's time. A little bit of stand-up. Very quickly found her way, climbing her uh, like a tree, essentially. Looked like it was a bad neck crank that was going on. And then Rhonda, to her credit, was able to fight out of it. Yeah, I and, saw her just kind of shake it off. And it was like, yeah. how the fuck? But you could see the look on her face where you're just like, oh, that girl's neck is... It's getting cranked. And yeah. apparently they showed a photo later that her mouth guard kind of got knocked out. And you could see Rhonda's teeth in Liz's arm later in the evening. <laughs> and this is how much of a testament both of these fighters are. You know, Rhonda during the press conference... Uh, after they showed the teeth marks was like, I'm so sorry that wasn't intentional. And Liz just goes, totally cool. No problem. Like fucking class. Just, they couldn't have put on a better exhibition, uh, for a, a such a high profile fight. And everybody's talked about it at this point, but yeah, it doesn't it make it any less reviews. true. It was the perfect main event that evening. It wasn't the best fight that evening, but that's by some like fucking weird circumstance. It was an awesome fight, and it dwarfed Machida and Henderson. There's a bar that I went past that only promoted it as UFC 157 Machida versus Henderson because people couldn't get around the idea that two women could fight. And it really pissed me off. And especially when you see a fight like that, you just go, no, they deserve it, and they earned every bit of that. That's awesome. I watched the uh, UFC preview. The road to UFC 157 stuff, yeah. and it made me like both fighters a ton. Oh, definitely! Like both are just interesting, charismatic fighters too, and it'll be awesome to see as they kind of. I love the difference between. The I love the difference between Ronda Rousey's mom being like, "Yeah, I love just seeing my daughter on the couch, and that's when I armbar her." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, mom, don't armbar me!" And then on the other side. You see Liz, who's really laid back and, and not so in your face about needing to be in the media's attention. Like, she's not necessarily the the forefront of it, but she's a part of it, and, and she's comfortable-ish. But at one point when she mentioned, she's like, yeah, if we won, it'd be nice because I'd like a kitchen table. And you go, what the fuck? These people are – this is not the way fighters should live. <laughs> and Dana, uh, to his credit at the post-conference, said, she's going to have a fucking table. Don't you fucking worry about that. Oh, look at Dana. She's gonna have a fight. Uncle Dana coming to the rescue. Uncle D. So great fight ends with uh, another arm bar. Yep. Which (laughs) is surprise. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's not an easy move to pull off. So more power to her. And I'll say this: I saw some shit on Twitter that was like, if she was a man, would anybody be impressed? By her pulling off a series of arm bars? The answer is yes. Cause I was like, fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know how hard it is to grip an MMA glove when you're all sweaty and to, like, get leverage on that? It's it's not an easy task to do. And maybe if it's the other fighter's fault for leaving their arm exposed. But when you tend to see that many fights finish that way, it's usually credit to the fighter dependent not on the sex. I'm just saying. Yeah, Agreed. And dominating finish is a dominating finish. It doesn't matter yeah. how that dominating finish is accomplished. I mean, no one was like, God, Anderson Silva just uh, triangle choked Chael Sonnen. <laughs> what a pussy. Like, oh, is that a submission finish again? Ugh, <laughs> yawn. Ugh. Can't believe what they're doing to the sport. They should just stand them up. 
give them heavier <laughs> gloves, get all these chains out of the way, and just put them in a ring. It's like, yeah, there are certain parts that make it cool with boxing for a fucking reason, J-holes. Let's just remember yeah. that. Okay, so love to watch that fight. Um, loved the highlights. All right, next up, a fight I don't think I would have wanted to watch because, and this is how I judge it, if reading about it was boring... Watching it probably wasn't all that exciting either. Loyoto, the Dragon Machida versus Dan Hendo Henderson. What's going on there? It was uh, not a spectacularly great fight. Um, I was how well. <laughs> Henderson's a takedown artist. Machida's a striker. Well, uh, when neither of those things really happen that well, uh, it's it's a little lackluster. And uh, I think what you had is you literally had, and I, I think that. Uh, Henderson has really reached that point in his career where he literally stalks you like a a serial killer in a movie at a slow pace with that right hand of his. Because <clears throat> you know it's going to be overhand right versus Leoto's everything else. Yeah. And, and nothing happened. Let me ask <laughs> this. Leoto Machida is one of those fighters that over the last year I'd say has marked the biggest decline. What the F happened to... Is he just... Is he older? Is that the problem? Like, what happened to his... I'll strike from anywhere with different combos. I'll come in at you. It's a great question. And and a lot of it's not terribly different from what I've seen from him. It may be a muted version of it, a less aggressive version. But it's never like he had the, the reputation of somebody who was just ruthless in the, the octagon. He is somebody who really picks his spots. And I think when you don't find those spots or you get really nervous that that knockout power is there. It it does look like he was a little nervous about it. And on, you know, Hendo's side, I'm looking at his knee just being like, shit, dude, shouldn't that be the focal point of Leoto's strategy? Is that a thing? Is that a dick move to hit somebody when they've had surgery like that? I don't know. I don't Um, don't know either. Either way. (laughs) Loyota's got. They were talking about Loyota getting a title <coughs> shot, which is like I disagree with. I'm. They've got to be able to find a more fun two hundred five pounder, or at least somebody that's knocked somebody out to fight John Jones. Uh, hopefully, Machida has his chance, and it was embarrassing. It, yeah, and I'm not that excited about it. it and in a way, I really wanted uh, Henderson to be in that fight, not because I think Henderson would beat John Jones. <clears throat> uh, you know, assuming of course John Jones wins against Chael Sonnen. Sure. But I think there's an interesting matchup that you have to knock the shit out of Dan Henderson, and it would just be fun to see because he doesn't get knocked down. Yeah. And so stylistically, you would have John Jones pressuring a fight, and worst case scenario, he gets knocked out by an awesome overhand right. Best case scenario, he beats the shit out of Dan Henderson, which is something we've never seen. So instead. You've got Leota Machida, who really has to do an entirely different game plan. And he can't be that same fighter he was this fucking weekend. It was... Uh, he can't yeah. go in there like that. Just to give people some context, there were 27 strikes to 20. It's like, that must have been the reason for the win. And what an awesome reason for the win. You had seven more strikes than your <laughs> And I, I'll better. say this. You know, there was some, some uh, displeasement in... Oh, he was dancing. He was running away. I mean, he had a strategy. It was a really shitty strategy. He did win this fight, but not by any means you should ever really be that proud of. Okay. And uh, our next fight of the evening, and I'm excited about this one, Uriah Faber beats Ivan Minjavar. Yeah, that was exciting to see because I 
in the last podcast had, had expressed my concern with Uriah where he is in this fight. And, and he had a great submission victory, climbed up on, like a monkey, uh, basically just choked him out. And I was a little weirded out. I wasn't sure if Menjavar was really going to like toss him one way or another and try and work out of it. He very respectfully was like, you have climbed on top of me and choked me out. Congratulations, you win. <laughs> and the best part is, I don't know if you've seen the celebration meme of uh, <laughs> Uriah having a body triangle on him. And when they announced yeah. he won the fight, he still has the body triangle and just lifts his arms, total Street Fighter Two style. <laughs> and is just like, yay! <laughs> it's the best <laughs> celebration photo I think I've seen in a while. What was the submission? I was a rear naked choke. <clears throat> cool. Two for two. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, next fight, Court McGee beats Josh Near, And this is an un- 166 strikes yeah. to 63. Yeah. This one was tough because uh, as I was watching it, my girlfriend's mom at this point was really hung up on Josh Near's tattoo Uh-oh. and sets of tattoos. <laughs> and I, He's got some bad He's ones. got some really awful ones. And we had thought that if he had placed near on the back of his, uh, you know, his back, that he should really commit to putting far on his stomach. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> and an and symbol on mm-hmm. both hips. <laughs> uh, but I just, I thought it was the stupidest thing when you see a picture of another person on someone, uh, like a tattooed, illustrated version of another human being. And we all came to the conclusion that you never ask who that person is because it will only lead to bad results. So that was that was the thing I learned during that fight. And it's so tough because I'm trying to concentrate to watch the fight. And I'm getting asked questions that are inane that are like, so why are they in each other's legs like that? What does that mean? And I'm like, oh, it's the guard. And, oh, I don't even know why I'm saying words. They're, yeah, okay. Yeah, you think it's gay sex. Okay. Great. <laughs> This, there's not going to be any reasoning with you because you think that's really, really funny. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. And it, people that just don't watch the sport, are, it's hard to... She know, did say at one watch. point, she's like, it's an acquired taste. Sure. And I was like, all right, whatever. Agree to disagree, mas- whatever. It's a masculine taste. Yeah. It's a masculine taste. And it always helps when it's your girlfriend's mother. That's yes. definitely a will you want to argue with. Oh, yeah. And, right. and definitely me sitting there going like, hello, Miss... Uh, Mr. Carly, I am a sociopath. Yes, I watched this and I'm an awful human being. And yeah, that's me tweeting about it every 10 seconds yep. to the world. Yep. Uh, Josh Koscheck loses to Robbie Lawler. Ah, uh, so Anything great. to say about this one? Uh, it looked like Koscheck. One minute, three seconds in. Yeah, it got him really quick. Uh, got him to the point where a series of punches on the ground. Uh, Koscheck's head bounced off the mat, but Koscheck did the, what? I wasn't a bit at. But you could see it was a it was a justified call. Some people were saying it might have been premature, but if you rewatch the tape, when someone's head just bounces off the mat like that, and you're not defending yourself, and there's no way to even remotely prove that you were defending yourself, it it it, it is a safety issue. So yeah, I fucking agree. The call was right. Um, I yeah, from the highlight, it looked like he got thumped. Yeah. Brendan Schwab, excuse me, Schwab over LeVar Johnson. Yes. Uh, decision. That was an okay fight. Okay. It wasn't uh, anything I... It's heavyweight. Schwab is such a huge person. It is true. He is. 
What about our last Ultimate Fighter winner, Michael Chase over Anton Kulvanen? Uh, that was okay. That was pretty good. It was a, another rear naked choke. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good fight, and and I'll tell you why I'm less enthusiastic about those two when we get to this next one. Dennis Bermudez versus Matt Grice in a split decision. Oh, holy shit! This was such a good fight. How did you miss this fight? I cannot stress to you how good this was like we're talking fight of the year and i understand 2013 is only like a month and a half in but holy shit this was a great fight i what happened then like are these what's their weight class let me check that out they're featherweights but let me tell you this okay this was a fight where it looked like it was over 12 times and There is no no early stoppage, no anything like that, because each one of them kept coming back, and I mean it was just, it's the personification of of heart meets athletic talent meets every fucking cliche you can come up with to the point where every person on like Twitter exploded. It just said, "Die!" The Twitter has died now, and it's the kind of fight. I don't know if you've had these kind of uh, fights that you've watched. Where you get up and pace because it's so good. I was awesome. a round and a half into the Michael Chiza and Kervan fight, and I was just like, who still wants to talk about that fight? The view doesn't grace anybody. And I'm like, no disrespect to these guys, but holy shit, wasn't that amazing? And you had every person just down the line just saying, holy fuck, that was a fight. So if you can find an illegal stream of it if you can find highlights do that. whatever you need to do because there's a reason that got fight of the night and again no disrespect to the main event but that was a fuck of a fight and it was for free so if you missed it you can go fuck yourselves because you really really missed that opportunity oh that's cool then i actually might be able to find it yeah if it was on for free if you look at it cool. on demand maybe yeah i'll try it on demand doesn't really cover sporting events fuckers yeah all right, Sam Stout over Carlos Fedor. Yeah, it was okay fight. I mean, it was another kind of decision. Um, it wasn't anything that was uh, devastating. I thought Sam Stout kind of did just enough, but yeah, sure. it was fine. Um, Kenny Robertson. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I wanted to talk about this. I'm glad you're taking Kenny me. Kenny Robertson versus Brock. Did you Jardine. see the submission? No. Oh, dude, it was a it was a weird. It's listed as a knee bar, and it is, but uh, he got to this point where he basically gripped someone's leg, extended his other, like, his two feet to get more torque, and was basically ripping somebody's hamstring out. There's not even a good image of it. I can't... Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. Damn! Damn! It's a fucking weird move. Joe Rogan was so impressed. He's like, thank you for teaching me something today. And even I sat there and go, oh, that looks like there's nothing. His leg is like extended over past his shoulder, which is weird. Yeah. It was it's it was like just so leverage. awkward to see a fight finish like that. And your first instinct, because, you know, you're a fight fan, is what a pussy. And then you look and you go, oh, no, it looks like his hamstring's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I probably would have tapped too. Yeah. Sorry, dude. That sucks. Those knee bars are tough shit. Like that, it happens fast. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to mess around with any of that shit. That was uh, that was cool. John Manley versus Neil Magny. Magny gets the win. <laughs> yeah. Decision. 
Yeah, another okay fight. The the what you call it? Uh, the the Facebook stuff was okay. I I will give some credit uh, to the Nishan Burrell versus Yuri Villafort. That's our last fight. Yeah. Nishan Burrell versus Yuri Villafort, and, and maybe credit in the wrong way because. Yuri was going for a heel hook again, kind of one of those things where when I see like a heel hook, I just kind of go, Ooh, that's awkward. I just hate to see somebody get their fucking knee wrecked in a fight. Cause no one cares. It's not sparring. It's this dude wants to break your leg to win. And he had a heel hook that he was holding onto for dear life. And because Nishan's arms were so long, he was just beating the shit out of him while he was trying to sink it in. And absorbed so many hits in the face, he couldn't stand upright through the rest of the fight. And it was just weakened. Uh, it was just the worst case example of like, yep, and that's why I hate heel hooks. 121 strikes to 48. Yep. So another huge disparity. And I'll say at least 30 of those came <clears throat> when he was trying to get that heel hook in. Good. That's a, yeah, I mean, at 15 strikes, it's like, maybe you should try something else. Yeah. All right, that's our UFC 157 and Ultimate Fighter review. But now we are going to fire through some last few topics, uh, some things we really want to talk about. First, Days of Ardena. This is more of a appetizer. Yeah. More of just a uh, intro. Yes, it's more of a <laughs> golf clap golf? type worthy. So stupid. Into our segment that will be anything he does on twitter you want to explain where this comes from yeah uh our friend august Benassi uh apparently had an exchange with dana white and apparently got dana to call him a dummy and then essentially deleted the tweet which made us remember this dana sometimes reacts to things so emotionally that he doesn't think things through and it's almost kind of with the, the the shifts and the turns that you would see in a soap opera. So what we thought <clears> is we would take certain things that Dana would say, uh, such as to our buddy August Benassi, and uh, dramatize them in, in a segment we call Days of Our Dana. Ooh, Ooh indeed. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it they're was... They're not all bad. Yeah, they're not all bad. <laughs> but it was really weird because I... I just thought it was so nice. And it was a big moment for August because he just goes, yeah, did you see uh, our, our, me and Dana's tiff? And I was like, oh, shit, did you have a long conversation with him? Uh, no, it was uh, he called me a dummy. And I was like, oh, well, that was a, that was a very monumental hey. tiff. Yeah, he got his attention. It did. But yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if it's a first-round knockout, but dummy, it seems like a, such a weird word for him to use. Well, because it's normally going to be negative, and Dana White's such a big fan of the show, he writes us every day. It's uh, crazy. With this we is... thought we'd start with a positive one. Well, he tweeted, uh, "You know Dennis what? Bert, go ahead. I'm I'm going to interrupt you. I actually here's what it was. This was August's tweet to him. Uh, August is really pissed off about the Ultimate Fighter because he doesn't think Chael Sonnen is worthy of a light heavyweight title shot. Fair." Fair point. And he said that. He's like, Dana, you know, uh, he said that the ratings were up, but was it worth the credibility of the light heavyweight title? And Dana replied, oh, okay, dummy. Question. And then I was trolled by haters <laughs> for a bit. Most have ended up who seeing my point. Uh, Dana deleted the tweet from his feed pretty quickly, but I favored it, so it's still there. 
That's funny. Okay, well, that's a little different than, yeah. Uh, good pointed question. It's just, okay, yeah, nice response. Like, Nina. he's nailed it. Dennis Duffy from 30 Rock. Okay, dummy. Yeah, like, it, it's a fair question, by yeah, the way. A, I mean, but it's not one that responds, Dana. okay, dummy. Like, that's all the time sure. I get that Twitter, you gotta get in, get out quickly, but okay, dummy is so stupid. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I appreciate the. We're about facts here. Ten uh, percent of the time, so that it's was true. a good time to fit that in. Pettis versus Aldo going on is the tweet from Dana. UFC. It's going to be for the 145 pound title. Yep. Aldo is not pleased. No. I think he's wrong. He should be, but it's it's one of those things where when you get to the idea of well, we don't think he's worthy of it, and that's not really the question. The question is, when will you be here to fight this person we're telling you to fight? Yeah, and I actually think it's a cool fight. I don't yeah. understand why he's so angry about it. Pettis is kind of a small 155, though I was excited to see Pettis One person uh, said, Henderson up. You know, in response to the idea that maybe he hasn't quote-unquote earned it, one person said, is he afraid he's going to get knocked out? I don't know. Yeah, I I would be if I were fighting Pettis. That would be on my mind. I'd send uh, Mr. T in there to, you know, corner him and to be like, shut up, fool. <laughs> shut up, old man. And I, I don't think he has an old man, but I just that's one of my favorite parts from Rocky Three. Watch it if you haven't. Uh, You know I have. I know you have. You better if you're American. <laughs> it's a good way to root him out. Anyway. <laughs> okay. The UFC released a series of fighters. Uh, you can find the complete list. We'll, uh, we tweeted out the link, and you've pretty much seen it at this point. Yeah. But John Fitch, among many, that just got released from the UFC. What do you think about this? Uh, that's fucking weird. And I love this groundswelling of, of support for John Fitch. It's as if they forgot every fight that he's ever been a part of or ever booed him for not finishing but i don't think people really have a negative impression of john fitch but i think they were surprised to find out he was cut and more importantly he only earned sixty six thousand dollars a fight now if you really think about that if that's a one-year salary if you take away everything that he has to give a cut to for training that's a fuck of a salary to live off of agreed you know, and, uh, you know, Dana kind of came back and saying at one point it was rumored it was going to be because of video game licensing, which I guess was a dispute that they had. But uh, he said that John Fitch just wasn't worth it and that some people are going to get cut and tough because they're going to do a hundred more. I'm going to repeat that. The UFC is going to cut a hundred more, which is why watching a fight between Bermudez and Grice where you go, shit. That was a great fight. He better not cut either one of them, and that's exactly what they said in the presser. But it's going to have that kind of danger where it's, you better show up or you're going to get cut, or your family's not going to eat. Yeah, no shit. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, among some of the other ones, well, Mike Rousseau was on there, obviously, as we had kind of uh, Wagner Prado, Jacob Volkman, Vladimir Mutyshenko, Go yep. and that was uh, pretty much the last of the people I recognized. Maybe Mike Stump, Jorge Santiago, a few of the other names. But if you haven't seen it, check out the whole list. Let us know what you think on Twitter at Verbal Tapcast, or uh, leave us a comment in iTunes. That's a great place to leave yeah. some feedback yeah. for the show. Let us know. Speaking of feedback, if your feedback has been, "Hey, you guys need a rival," 
Well, <laughs> asked and answered because we have sent a letter to Co-Main Event Podcast via their contact us email, and we haven't gotten anything back. No, you know, I think at this point they're scared. Yeah, they're they're pulling a little Machida trying <laughs> to duck us. <laughs> they Maybe are because they're a little older. Maybe it's a, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we definitely uh, you know I took the time to write a letter to them. It was very cordial. It was very respectful. And uh, it was one. It was uh, the equivalent to like taking your glove off and just like whipping it across someone's face. Oh, definitely! I slapped the shit out of their face. Yeah, and challenged them to a duel. And you know what happened? They didn't like take us up men on the. Do. Well, that's exactly what it is. And like gentlemen, we presented our case as to why we should be rivals. <laughs> and uh, they just—they're uh, at we this made point. Reasonable arguments. I think we did. Uh, you know. And they, they've chosen not to respond to us, which I think is kind of the, uh, the, the, the sad way to get out of it, you know? Agreed. All right. So look out for that co-main event. We're going to, we're calling you out again yep. on air. We're going to keep calling you out. If anything goes wrong on this podcast, I want you to know it's co-main events fault. <laughs> Argue with that. Yeah. All right. It's time for... If you're a return listener to the show, you know, we like to do some shout outs to some of our groundswell <laughs> community that's helping us get out there. And Raf's is really a, a not shout out. The first one. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I'll your, take this. This was like a two. You, he genuinely felt anguish over this first one. I was a little sad and with good reason. So apparently Twitter likes to be a dick every once in a while. You can't just follow people that you find have the same interest as you. You have to do it according to Twitter's rules. So Twitter froze us out one day. My thoughts exactly. And to the point where they send us a note, and it's one of those computerized notes that just like says, hey, you did things wrong, and you're wrong. But type up here and say you're wrong. Twitter out. So I send a really dickish note back that's just kind of like, hey, Twitter, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were following people, and it's not like we followed a thousand. We basically just saw some people that have the same interest as us, and we're not soliciting them with, hey, don't you look great in this pic? Ha ha. <laughs> and those people fucking still exist. But us, as a podcast that wants to get new followers, they were they put us on a fucking timeout. You, what was Actively the last Actively live time? tweeting. Yeah, could not tweet. If people looked at us, it made us appear as if we're fucking spam bot, which we're not. And uh, people couldn't come back and, and listen to the deliciousness that is this podcast. So, uh, it was a weird week. So, anyway, fuck you, Twitter. Uh, I didn't need your... Oh, you were so late on that. <laughs> I was trying to blank you on it. I was, <laughs> if you tried to blank me on this podcast, it wouldn't ever sound like you were talking to another human being. It would just sound like a robot and you do this podcast together. Um, but, yeah, so fuck that. You, Raph. <laughs> oh, God. Whoever let you near a fucking sound booth was retarded. Uh, iPhone application. Anyway, but that's what we have to say. But in real news, we did get our 500th follower despite Twitter fucking us over. And that is... Uh, I'm excited about the 500 followers. That is Mr. Dean Malenko, not his real name, whose Twitter handle is 1K Holds Malenko, which I believe is a nice tribute to the WCW wrestler Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand holds, uh, which... More power to you, buddy. Um, although he is a... Creative title. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, I told him we were a podcast of 1,001 holds. 
uh, just to just to stir the pot. Prove us wrong. <laughs> but he, uh, as being our 500th follower, had some shout-outs of his own that we'd like to extend. They are to thanks underdog BJJ slash CrossFit Hartford Training Center under Sifu Russell Leak, Professor Fabiano Tellis, and SC Kevin Doyle via CT, which I believe either means Connecticut or CT scan. I don't know. But uh, Mr. Dean Malenko, we wish you the best of finishing people with a Texas cloverleaf or whatever move that you finish people with in your BJJ gym. We hope you become a listener. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you. To BJJ MMA Academy, where I train. Uh, a little bit of no-concept jiu-jitsu out there in Maryland and all the guys over at the gym. Uh, Rob, people keep listening and tweeting us out, and I appreciate it. Yep. And I just like saying yours, VMAC. Yep. Valley Martial Arts Center in North Hollywood, California. And uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to a couple of guys. I'll say Kyle Aho and uh, Zach Sargent Lane. Yes, his middle name is Sargent. Uh, I like to give props to people like them because I like good training partners. Uh, when you're, when you're rolling, nothing makes you learn more than somebody who actually explains what they're doing and how they're doing it and isn't a dick about it and leaves their ego at the fucking uh, door. So congrats to them. Thanks you guys. Always helpful. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. And as always, Verbal Tapcast on Twitter. You can download us on iTunes or you can just go to the website that we will tweet out actively. It's Verbal Tapcast. I'm sorry. It's Verbal Tap at Buzzsprout.com. Jesus. I know. The Uh, one thing you need to to get right. Uh, mine was more the iTunes. Review us, please. We have no way of knowing how many people are listening on and iTunes. So just uh, give us a three-star, five-star, whatever you Definitely five-star. And I believe next podcast we will have another contest to uh, talk about the iTunes review. Woo-hoo! So a little a yeah. tease, as we say in the industry, for a vet. That's it for us here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good a fight. If you tried to me, if you tried to me, if you tried to me,